With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The Volume. It's the Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel. Football season's in full gear. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. FanDuel app is safe. You get paid fast. A lot of ways to play. The spread, the money line, team totals, players, props, a lot of stuff. Over-unders. Jump into the action. Same game parlays are my favorite. Just use the promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today. Hi, everybody, and welcome into a Wednesday morning podcast. Ten minutes from now, Matt Mosley, been covering the Cowboys a long time, joins us. Very, very funny guy, one of my friends here and a member of the volume. Well, you know, we talk about the good teams a lot in football, but I want to give fans of lousy teams some good news. So throughout the course of my adult life watching football, the NFL draft has given, college football has given the NFL about one franchise quarterback per year. So that's bad news considering every year about eight teams are looking for one. Two reasons. College football is a lot more similar to the NFL than ever before. I mean, you go back to the 70s, 80s, early 90s, those were antiquated passing games at the college level. And secondly, there's more college coaches and college schemes in the NFL. So the pivot from college to pro is easier. So here's the good news for fans of bad franchises needing quarterbacks. It looks like with the success of Tua and Jalen Hurts, that the 2020 NFL draft gave us four, four successful quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua, Jalen Hurts. Four in one draft. And the following year, it gave us three that looked successful. Mac Jones has already made the playoffs. Hopefully next year, they give him an offensive coordinator. Trevor Lawrence is going to make it. And Justin Fields in the last three weeks has turned a corner. Trey Lance, you cross your fingers and you're hopeful. But we know right now, seven, it appears seven quarterbacks in the last two drafts will make an impact and be franchise quarterbacks at the NFL level. That is really good news for teams that are lousy and those teams we rarely talk about. College football in the NFL. Quarterback position, skill players, just easier now. You know, if you've listened to this show, there are two coaches in college football because we mostly agree on who's a really good coach. But there's two coaches in college football I have been defending for years and years and years. And you already know who they are. Jim Harbaugh and Brian Kelly. 
And I think they have a lot in common. They're not always likable. They've been successful at multiple stops. And they push back on the media. They're not as nice as Lincoln Riley, right? They aren't seeking agreement all the times. I like people like that. They're authentic. Rough around the edges, but authentic. Love Harbaugh and Brian Kelly. But I was thinking about this as Brian Kelly, first year at LSU, won the toughest division in college football, the SEC West. It's been the toughest division for about a decade or more. It made me think when these coaches, these high-profile coaches, leave jobs to take another job, there's two, two programs affected, the place he lands and the place he leaves. For years and years, I said two programs in college football I never thought would be as good as they were in the 80s and 90s. Nebraska, I'm right, and Notre Dame, I'm wrong. Notre Dame has a lot of things to overcome. It's isolated. The weather is lousy. It's tough academically. Socially, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's hard to win there. And the three previous coaches to Brian Kelly over 13 years won a single bowl game. <laughs> they were one in seven. So if a program, and even the Oklahomas, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the Michigans, occasionally LSUs stumble and whiff on a head coaching selection. But if you struggle with three straight, maybe your program's not that good. And we know there are things that are harder at Notre Dame than other schools. Isolation, bad weather, a religious umbrella, hard academically. Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame, takes them to prominence. Within four games, five games, they're not the same team. They're 60th in the nation offensively. With all those four and five-star recruits, Brian Kelly got to commit to the Fighting Irish. Sometimes we forget that people are uniquely talented, right? Brian Kelly may be one of those coaches. Yeah, he may be. That Notre Dame's hard. Three coaches before him all struck out. Already the handsome, young, smart Marcus Freeman after him struggling. I'm not saying he can't turn it around, but he inherited a really good program with momentum, lots of talent, and they're not good. Really? Yeah, they beat Clemson, but they're not good. Yes, Brian Kelly is really good. Jaden Daniels, when he transferred from Arizona State to LSU, I said, watch, he'll be a pro. The pushback I got was incredible from LSU fans and Sun Devil fans. Look how good Jaden Daniels is now. Look at his completion percentage, his passer rating, his lack of interceptions. Brian Kelly has made Jaden Daniels an NFL quarterback. Nobody considered an NFL prospect. So as we look at LSU, crush makes me think about Notre Dame. Did Notre Dame top out with Brian Kelly? Was I right? Will they never really, really be the same? Go look at Washington Husky football. It's one big with two coaches, Don James and Chris Peterson. It's failed with about eight. It's not the program it thinks it is, despite beating Oregon this past weekend. One of the things that always amuses me about social media is that social media simplifies everything. It takes new out. 
One of the things about social media that always amuses me is that it simplifies everything. That success is easy. It's just simple. Success is not easy in any industry. Law, medicine, media, entertainment, agriculture, manufacturing, sales. Success is hard. I bring this up because I hear all these people that want Josh McDaniels fired as head coach of the Raiders. On Twitter, coaching the Raiders is so easy. Um, do you realize the organization he inherited? Gruden fired, Mayock fired, Henry Ruggs killed a civilian, another first-round pick on Instagram showing guns, got rid of him. Of their first-round picks in the last five, six years, four are busts. One's still around, but is a bust. Yeah, four were cut. One's a bust around. The other one, Josh Jacobs, last year of his contract, they probably won't re-sign him. And then Josh McDaniels had to give up a first and a second round pick to make a big swing to get Devontae Adams at wide receiver. So he inherited a franchise with most of the talent on one side of the ball because of the draft whiffs offense. And then two of the best players got hurt, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. That said, the Raiders have only been blown out once. They lost close to the Chargers, overtime to the Cardinals, 24-22 to the Titans, 30-29 loss to the Chiefs at Kansas City, lost close to the Colts and Jags. 0-6 in one-possession games. Those things tend to be kind of random. My point is, Twitter makes everything seem so simple. It's not. Success doing anything takes work, right? The Raiders are a poorly run organization that Josh McDaniel inherited in chaos. Six close losses, not terrible. That's not fireable. Take a deep breath before you claim running a bad company in six months from taking it over is easy. I don't spend a lot of time talking about ratings. It's kind of an you know, inside the industry discussion, but the Cowboys Packers got 29 million people on average watching that game. That is three times the average of an NBA finals game. And I thought about that because I like the NBA. When I get off this podcast, I will jump on the treadmill and I will watch half of an East Coast NBA game. Four or five times a week, I watch half of an NBA game. I like the league. I have since I was a kid. Um, in fact, it may have been the first sport. Baseball was the first sport I fell in love with. Basketball was the first one. I started collecting cards, believe it or not. Football is the one I've graduated to. But as much as I like the NBA, I've always felt the media covers it more than it's probably earned. The NBA Finals will get a third of a regular season Cowboy-Packer game. Packers aren't even good. Cowboys aren't really a Super Bowl bubble team. It's interesting, right? I like the NBA a lot, but TNT's CEO the other day said, you know, we, we can live without the NBA. You would never say that about the NFL. In Canada, you would never say that about hockey. In Europe, you would never say that about the English Premier League, right? Right? In England, the UK. Sometimes I think the media lacks a little self-awareness. I'm sure I'm guilty of this. We cover 
what we like more often than what the fans like. And NBA regular season basketball simply doesn't get a number. I watch it. I do my homework. I enjoy it. But if you go look at the NBA over the last five years, they have lost big chunks of their fan base. And right now, there is only one player in the league, believe it or not, one, Steph Curry, that consistently moves the television needle. LeBron no longer does. Laker games don't get big ratings, even in Los Angeles. Kevin Durant doesn't. Nets games don't get big ratings in Brooklyn. In fact, last year, the second highest rated NBA team in a local market was the Cleveland Cavaliers, mostly starless, unless you count Evan Mobley as a big star. Steph Curry's it. One guy moves the needles. Flashy, fun, three-point artist on a great team, leader of a dynasty. That's it. I watch the coverage of the NBA, and I like it, and I'm guilty, but it far exceeds, in my opinion, the interest of the NBA. I think the Warriors are very, very interesting. I think there's four or five franchises, Boston, Golden State at the top of that list, that are interesting. But when you see that number for an NFL regular season game, and it's not even a good Packer team, I mean, they're on a losing streak entering that game. It tells you what the consumer's truly interested in. We all know professional athletes care about what they look like. And as you know, I care about what I look like. Right now, I've been wearing a lot of Cuts clothing. I love this thing right now. Every cut shirt is designed to provide a perfectly tailored look. If you want a, a long sleeve Henley, no problem. A short sleeve crew neck, they've got it. Cuts has everything you want. And I've got all of it and I wear all of it. Right now, 15% off your first order. 15% off first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash Colin. Cuts, C-U-T-S. Look them up. I got a closet full of their stuff and I love it. Start the NFL week off right with a no sweat same game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same game parlay doesn't hit. Same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets, two or three or four, for a chance at a bigger payday. You build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same game parlay. Just sign up, promo code Colin. If you don't already have an account, that's promo code Colin, to get free bets back if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. 
permitted parishes only michigan new jersey new york tennessee virginia or west virginia first online real money wager only refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling problem 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 533-42 arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash rg in colorado indiana jersey and virginia 1-877-770-STOP in louisiana 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in michigan 1-877-HOP P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. My buddy Matt Mosley, co-host of the Doomsday Podcast with Ed Werder, longtime writer. Now he's at Fox Sports. We use him at the volume all the time. Matt, you and Ed Werder do this podcast. Very popular with the kids. The kids love it. And you text me from time to time, and you said this one was a doozy, the Doomsday Podcast. So what was the, after you lose to the Packers, what was the most intense subject? Because I think you're a common sense guy. The fourth down Mike McCarthy move didn't bother me. Didn't love the play call, but it didn't bother me. Was there anything in that game that you and Werder agreed with that really deeply bothered you about McCarthy, Dak, or the performance? I, I would say that Dax, uh, much like Tony Romo before him, is always the biggest lightning rod. And I think there are people, boy, if you criticize him at all, some people will label you a hater. Um, we've been huge Dax supporters over the years. Ed and I really liked him, even coming out of college and, and all that kind of thing. But, boy, when you when you put that kind of performance out there and then you watch Rodgers, who's been down this year, and he's got his own thumb injury and, and how efficient he was, and, and you would throw a guy, you know, you need a quarterback to take you to a different level and maybe help you win that game. And he throws 46 times. Two picks. We can blame that on some of the receivers or whatever, but I mean, you can't be late. You can't be throwing in the middle of the the end zone. So I, I would say always the quarterback is is the biggest uh, point of contention uh, when it comes to the Cowboys and really anywhere in the league. But this particular quarterback, and, and you've seen it in in talking about Dak, um, the fact that you're not a, the biggest Dak. It's not that you can't don't like the guy or think he's a good player, but the fact that you don't have him as a top 10 quarterback, um, some people label, well, he's a Dak hater kind of deal. And uh, so this was the game where they really needed to win. I mean, they would, they would be right there with the Eagles now looking back with the Eagles losing. So I would think that's the, uh, that that was what kind of brought the most reaction, and and also the fact that Ed, you know, found some kind of nugget that showed um, these numbers so far this year on third and fourth down for Dak Awful. are Tim Tebow esque. I mean, his his completion percentage on third and fourth down, the most crucial downs, are somewhere in the neighborhood of forty three percent. Completion percentage, yeah. and it's embarrassing. And and we got to bring back 
a guy who was known for being wildly inaccurate to have a comparison. And again, people react and they get angry in Dak's defense. And that's what Jerry was doing today. Jerry got, went on one of his radio shows and was immediately saying, this is the biggest reason we have to win the Super Bowl. I hear echoes of even the Romo era. When they decide to pay somebody huge money, they have to dig in and always go on the defensive. Right. But I promise you, behind closed doors, Jerry is is sitting there like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I can't believe... I can't believe we had that kind of performance. Now, it wasn't all on Dak, but again, he wasn't special. He wasn't great. On a day, it would have helped if he was really good. Well, I was just saying this, that college football, remarkably, the average is one a year. College football in the 2020 draft gave us four franchise quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Burrow, Herbert, and Tua. 2021 draft, Matt, gave us Fields, Mac Jones has already made the playoffs and Trevor Lawrence. That's seven guys that look like they can be franchise quarterbacks in two drafts. And so I think the talent at quarterback, these kids are better now. They've got 10,000 throws by the time they're in ninth grade. Um, they're in summer camp, seven on seven drills. The quality of the quarterback play in this league is getting better, faster. And I look at Dak. I said this today on my show. Younger, cheaper, healthier Dak was better than this Dak because that Dak, you could surround him with better players. Now Dak is older, expensive, and more brittle. He hit his ceiling. He's Kirk Cousins, but more popular. He hit his ceiling in mid-year two. Dak never had a huge ceiling. His strength was leadership, toughness, guile, mobility, winning. He hit that middle of second year. The more expensive Dak gets, the less you can support him with, I think the less you get from Dak. He's the rare quarterback. Kirk Cousins is this. The more expensive he is, mm. you think you're getting a better version. The longer he's in the league. Now, Kirk's having a good year, Matt. But the more you pay Kirk or Dak, the less you surround them with. And you get arguably a worse version of them. Now, again, Cousins is having a very good year. But I look at Dak now and I'm like, well, because of what they pay him and Zeke, they can't get him a second and third great receiver. And Dak is left to sort of carry the offense. And he's limited. He, he I think Romo is a far more talented thrower of the football mm -hmm. than Dak. Is that is that an outrageous thought? No. No, I, I think Dak just has uncommon leadership traits. Yes. And if yes. this was about um, making speeches and talking after games and representing the franchise, and there is some of that component, but it's a quarterback that right now doesn't, like when he has to go into a cold weather situation, doesn't perform particularly well. Um, is that true? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think if you go back and you look at some of his performances over the last few years and and you look at this one, it's about 25 or 30. He looks very uncomfortable. There are times people will rally and tell you, well, it's, you know, it's ankle or whatever injuries he's had in the past. Now, you know, we'll find out if he's brittle. The Cowboys push back heavily against that. But some of the things that made him really good early on was the fact that you could run him. Now, there were some moments in this game even 
where like on uh, in, in short yardage situations where you could, he did use that girth. I mean, he's a big, strong guy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and if you can use him, every once in a while, they'll put some RPO stuff in and it looks really nice. Um, there are some throws he can make. But boy, late across the middle. I mean, think about that. CD ended up having a great game. 10 or 11 catches for 150 yards. Best game in a, in a while. But I mean, you look at Jefferson with the Vikings. They're getting ready to play the Vikings. He's already had in three years like 20 times 100 yards or more. Cowboys had their first 100-yard wide receiver in like a year. I mean, it's been forever. And part of that yeah. has to go on the quarterback. Okay, I sure. I, I mean, it's it, we. Everybody talks about Amari, and they do kind of miss him around here. But let's not act like he was just over and over and over hundred yard days. Some of these wide receivers, like the guy we just saw with the Vikings, what they did at Buffalo, are are going to get you. No matter if you think Cousins is the greatest quarterback or not, this this receiver is going to. They're going to elevate each other. He's going to make Cousins look great because Cousins can throw it up there, and this guy will make phenomenal catches. Um, you know, CD kind of wanders around sometimes. You know, and and again, you'll see these quarterbacks, and you know it. And Tony used to do it himself when they go back over there and they've got their hands up, and boy, you and boy, the, the announcers are quick to say bad route. Oh, bad route there by CD. But at some point, quarterbacks got to take ownership of that. And uh, he is a tremendous leader. Um, I don't know if I would agree with you that he's brittle. And I still think, you know, the, the again, the best thing you can say about the Cowboys right now is this this NFC doesn't look that great. Eagles kind of got yeah. exposed a little bit. I don't know if the Vikings are that great. Um, that you There's a team that could break through here that's really not yeah. that awesome. And that's the that's the greatest hope the Cowboys have right now is is that a, a kind of watered down NFC. OK, let's play a game with Dak because he's been a bad, you know, you said it on third and fourth down. He's been in these high leverage situations. He's been poor. So let me ask you, we we judge quarterbacks a lot of ways. But Matt, is it fair if I said Two minutes to go in the game against a reasonably solid defense with reasonably solid receivers. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put quarterbacks out and you tell me if you like that quarterback or Dak. There's two minutes to go in the game. All these quarterbacks, this isn't baseball. We don't care about stats. We care about winning games, high leverage situations, moving the chains, getting into the end zone. And winning games. That's what Brady does. That's what Mahomes does. So I'm going to put, and let's say they all have even talent. Okay, so Mahomes Dak is an easy one, right? Mm hmm. Take Mahomes. Okay. Burrow Dak to me is an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. Recent struggles aside, Josh Allen Dak, who would you choose? Allen. Okay, so let's get those three are easy ones. Those are easy. Mm -hmm. Okay, we saw it Sunday. Aaron Rodgers or Dak. Yes, to go with Rodgers. Brady or Dak. Brady. Okay, we're, we're at five. I'm going slow. Um, <laughs> I don't want to rush the audience or you mostly. No, no. So we're at five down. We would take for sure. 
Justin Herbert or Dak? That was close. I'd probably take Herbert. Okay. We're at six. Okay. Lamar Jackson or Dak? Lamar. Okay. So now we start getting into an interesting territory. Kirk Cousins or Dak? I, I think I'd almost say that's a pick em, but I, w- I, would, I would go with Dak. Okay, I would go with Kirk, who I think is simply a more accurate thrower consistently over his career. He's a more accurate distributor of the ball. So I'm at one, two, three, four, five, six. You're at seven. So at best, you'd have Dak. Now, I'm trying to think of who am I missing here? Jalen Hurts or Dak? Mm-hmm. That's a difficult one. Um, based on how he's played for much of this season, I'd probably lean Jalen right now. Tua or Dak? I'm going to go with Dak. I'm going to go Tua simply because I think he's a more accurate distributor of the football. Okay. So you're 8 of 10. I'm 10 of 10. Okay. Now it gets dicey. Now I'm going to I'm going to press you a little bit here, okay? Deshaun Watson when he comes back or Dak. <laughs> um I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go with with uh, with Watson. Okay. You're 9 of 11. I'm 11 of 11. Ryan Tannehill or Dak? Yeah, I would take Dak. Okay. So that's my first Dak. So I am 11 of 12, not Dak. Tannehill, Dak, I'd take Dak. You're you're closer to nine of twelve, Dak. Yes. Uh, and by the way, you paused on Tua. You paused on Kirk Cousins. I like him simply because they're really high percentage completion percentage guys. Let me throw one more at you, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo or Dak? Jimmy uh, Garoppolo or Dak? We kind of saw this last year in the playoffs. This is this is mm. a tough one, but I would probably. I'd probably go with Garoppolo, just honestly. Yes. He's been in bigger games, and he's done it. He's he's made it happen in bigger games. Yep. I'm 12 of 13. So I guess my point in this exercise was this. We love the leadership of Dak, but this league, this is not baseball, where we romanticize numbers, or basketball, where flair and style matter. Two minutes left, maybe one timeout, reasonably solid defense, equal weapons. Dak's, Dak's like the 12th best quarterback in the league. 12-13. He's paid like he's top five. Mm-hmm. That's That to me is the rub. That's the problem. And it's interesting because Romo, we knock him for not winning more, not winning more playoff games. Yet, if compared to the people of his day, I think Romo would have fared much better. Now, yes. if, the, if the exercise became like, kind of what Jerry likes to bring up, who am I starting my team with? Or who am I trying to start the season with? Or or who could I build around? I might answer it differently than just the two-minute question. I mean, he does have, uh, it, it's remarkable, the intangibles. But they're now having to retreat and go back to trying to win with him 
to the era where you're talking about, actually his rookie season, they're trying to take a 28, 29-year-old quarterback and go back and recapture what he was at 22. It's a very strange thing. It doesn't happen with most quarterbacks because that was when Zeke was great. And that was when Dak, you know, came in and they managed them extremely well. And boy, Garrett, that was the zenith of, of his time with the Cowboys. And so it's a very, very strange thing. You ask a guy who doesn't like being in charge of run-based offenses in Mike McCarthy to try to reverse time and take a quarterback back to who he was as a rookie. But that that's that speaks to your point of, well, Dak was at his best. Now, I wouldn't. I, I leave the, the ceiling open to him still doing something big with the Cowboys. And part of that is because nobody's great. Nobody's great this year. And it's kind of like, well, why not? Why not the Cowboys? Why couldn't they get on a roll? Cowboys are always on. I mean, it's like this thing could spiral. They could lose to the Vikings. They got to play immediately. And before you know it, they're sitting there six and five. Are they going to be in the are they going to be in the playoffs? Or they win, they win Sunday, turn around, and win again, and you look up and they're eight and three. They're great. They're chasing the Eagles down, and then they go into Eagles land with a chance to truly get back in the division race. I mean, this is the this is the ultimate boomer bust team in the NFL right now. And there, there are probably several that we could identify, but I mean, I I don't know. That either to and and so McCarthy's either going to get an extension or get fired. There's just no in between at all. And he's there's a chance there's a chance this team makes it the NFC title game. And you know what people would do around here if they made it the NFC title game? They would treat it like the Super Bowl because it's been 26 years uh, since wow. they've been to an NFC title game. Like it, it wouldn't. People sometimes go well, Cowboys are measured by Super Bowls. They aren't anymore. They aren't anymore. Like an NFC title, just qualify. You know how we beat up Aaron Rodgers? Oh, he can't do it. Right. Only won one Super Bowl. If if you could give Romo or Dak Rodgers' playoff record or Rodgers' accomplishments in terms of getting to NFC title games, I mean, every Cowboys fan would trade with him in a heartbeat. Because you know what he does? He gives. He gets you there over and over and over again, and there's something to be said for that. Is Jerry Jones popular in Dallas? How's he viewed? Well, yeah, he's popular everywhere. I mean, it's, it's kind of like we get these the most popular owners in all the professional sports. They're all down here. I mean, Cubans the same way. He's but Cubans love Cubans well liked, I believe. Yeah. <sighs> I guess. I mean, he there's some there's Mavericks fans who would push back on that. He's more beloved outside than he is. Jerry is just sort of like everybody just has learned that they've got to put up with him. Um, it's never going to change. The dynamic, the family dynamic is never going to change. And although he just turned 80, I think everybody understands that he'll be doing this till he's 96 or 97 years old. He's not. I mean, this thought of like, oh, Jerry's going to die someday. No, we don't. I, I I don't buy into that. I guess he has to at some point, but I don't think so. I think people um, there's a P, Jerry is the perfect kind of Texan 
you know, and 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 being a guy from Arkansas, he just fits in beautifully because people like kind of hucksters and funny, and he has all that. And 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 so he just fits in beautifully with all the oil and all that stuff. So at this point, people are just like, it's never going to change. I mean, that doesn't mean people don't constantly year after year bring in somebody, let somebody else make the decisions. But um, so, yeah, he's I just think he's I mean, he's beloved by the media, maybe more than he is. Maybe that's the way to say it. Maybe more than he is actually from the fandom, the media. There's there's no relationship in all of professional sports like the one Jerry enjoys with local media here. And he maybe, furnishes you guys yeah. with good content. Correct. It's constant. Um, and, and it bothers. I should I should point this out. It bothers certain head coaches, even though McCarthy doesn't have a huge ego. He notes it. I've been. I've, I watched this happen after really? college games. He he will watch and see who's late getting to his press conference because they've been out talking to Jerry. And he'll even note it. He'll say it, and he kind of does it in a, a little bit of a joking way. But it. But he's serious about it because I think an old school Pittsburgh guy like him thinks, "Can you believe that people would be hanging out out there talking to Jerry instead of in here talking to the head coach?" But you go where the best quote is. You go where the best story is, and the coach is only going to be here for a short time. We know that Jerry's going to be here forever. That's well put, Mosley. <laughs> this week's gold medal performance goes to the team who's number one in my herd hierarchy. No surprise, but the Chiefs are my top team this week. Three straight wins, best record in the tougher AFC, pulling away in the division. Despite the Chargers loading up and the Broncos getting Russell Wilson, Raiders acquiring Devontae Adams, not much has changed. Mahomes at it again, looks like an MVP, leading the league in touchdown passes, top five passer rating, no Tyreek Hill, no problem. This week's gold medal performance is sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. We're living in tough economic times with soaring grocery prices, high inflation, unstable stock market. You really want to gamble with your investments? I trust Legacy Precious Metals with gold and precious metal investments. Legacy can help protect your wealth and your financial future. Call Legacy today at 866-674-HERD or visit buylegacygold.com to download their comprehensive gold guide. Don't leave retirement to chance. Invest in gold with Legacy Precious Metals. Visit BuyLegacyGold.com. BuyLegacyGold.com. Listen, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, right? The margins have never been tighter. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates and fast. That's why you should check out LinkedIn Jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires in America, LinkedIn Jobs. Listen, never been easier to create a free job post on LinkedIn and find a great employee. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, by the way. Spread the word faster. Screening questions. Simple tools. Make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills. Every business owner knows how important it is to finish the year out strong. You need the right team members. LinkedIn jobs. Go there right now. 
Post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash Colin. LinkedIn.com slash Colin. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you and Werder still getting along? He can be cranky. How are you guys doing? I mean, just ask me, you know, it's just kind of a day-to-day type. uh, We're listed as day-to-day, our relationship. But uh, yeah. over the years, it has stood the test of time. And um, yeah. he's a little more active on social media than I would be. Yes. I mean, Ed, yeah. Ed feels the need to react to every moment of every day. <laughs> um, I do not. And uh, so we treat those things differently. But uh, but we have a great relationship. And I do love Ed Werder. And, and we enjoy And the great thing about Ed. And, of course, he'll tell you what time he gets to the stadium and all. But 16 hours into his workday. The most important thing, or at least he treats it like the most important thing, the, and he gets paid, you know, well by by your former employers. But he's he he's like the the Doomsday Podcast, like is huge to him, and he makes it like that's like the focal point of his day. And so I am very appreciative of that. Yeah, you don't want to mail it in. That be that sucks. We've all had a mail it in teammate in our life. You don't have one. That's good. No, no, he's not a, he's not a mill. I mean, he'll drive you insane, but he's not a mill it in guy. <laughs> Your Baylor Bears lost me a hundred bucks this weekend. What the hell was that? That was nonsense. Yeah, my, my apologies. Yeah. Uh, hey, I how about this? Let me throw this talk. one at you. I don't want to get you down. Yeah. Is if you ever had something in sports that you believe to be true for years, and then you have to own it that you're wrong, and I'm okay admitting I'm wrong, but I came to terms with something this weekend mostly. Yeah. That I like Sark more than Sark has earned my like. Mm. He doesn't win enough games. I know that sounds simple, yeah. but he can recruit. He's got the look. He's got the polish. He's good with boosters. His teams don't get in NCAA trouble. He doesn't win enough games. Yeah. No, it, it, sometimes you bet on somebody and and you Death. like them so much that you almost yes. sort of think, especially someone you that like you that has a big platform, you almost feel like you can not that you have this level of ego, but you kind of think you can will somebody to be even better than they are. And that's the one thing I kept telling you, and I've been wrong about a lot of stuff. And now you've moved on and you're in love with Lincoln. But with Sark, I just kept saying, well, you've got to look at his actual record. There were there were there was there were numbers out there that told you he's not a good head coach but when you get labeled a genius and again lincoln has a little bit of this too you you just get chance after chance it's right it's like chip kelly i mean he proves he's a disaster at the nfl he's going to keep getting because he's a genius and so man he finally has a breakthrough season a, a little bit at ucla and it's like oh man yeah chip kelly's a genius and uh, so with Sark, I mean, I heard it the other day. I was watching the the, the lead in uh, show, and 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 a guy says, uh, one of your former coworkers said he is the, um, he is the greatest play designer 
in college football. And I and I listened to that. David said that. And I said, I thought to myself, is that right? Like, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe there's like a play designer convention that I've never been invited to <laughs> and Stark would win it. But then eight or nine hours later, I'm you know, watching that game because, of course, the game where I'm uh, covering, my Bears are just getting shellacked in the in in Texas is losing three to nothing well into the third quarter and they're not doing anything. And so um, uh, I get, listen, when you have Alabama players, your schemes tend to look pretty dang good. When you got a young quarterback who's been pampered his whole life and is some kind of ballyhooed guy, and then apparently the greatest skill player ever at B. John Robinson, it, it, you're not going to get handed anything. And so you're not the only one, though, that has fallen for Sark. And, and I appreciate you being able to admit it. I, I, I even see the rankings. Like if Texas wins another game, somehow they'll show up in that top 25. Like the people can't quit them. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Same thing with the betting public. Those, those games, you're like, wait a second, why is Texas favored by seven and a half? What, what is that? Well, Vegas knows. Vegas knows what people are wanting to do, and they're wanting to bet the Longhorns, and they're trying to lure them into all this stuff. But people want to bet Bama, and they want to bet the Cowboys, and they want to bet the University of Texas. And Vegas knows that, and they just play with everybody, and they just set weird lines to suck people in. Um, and, uh, and if you saw that today, I mean, the, 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 uh, the betting public is really struggling right now. You know, they wouldn't get rid of Sark after this year, would they? No. No. I mean, it's not a Jimbo situation where it appears to be utter incompetence. Oh, I don't No, I don't think so. I think, but if you look at who was there before him, Herman got what, two or three seasons, Charlie Strong. But he was difficult. Yeah. People didn't like Tom Herman. They didn't like him. Not a likable guy. Sark's likable. I, I just think Sark is is maybe in the same situation he was in in Washington, USC. It's just like, um, especially USC, it's like huge blue blood program, and he's just not he he just not cut out for it. I mean, I never uh I never thought he was gonna succeed there. But, uh, but you know, and again, I don't wish him ill. I, I just think Lincoln wanted out, um, you know, because of the whole SEC thing, which is why we find it hilarious that he's going to be in the Big Ten. Um, now, he'll, he'll deny that forever. But, I mean, he saw an opportunity to go revive a very proud program, and he's doing it. I mean, by the way, he, and they should be undefeated. I mean, they, they shouldn't have lost that one game. He's been, he's done a, he's done a terrific job there. And they're the best, you know, they're, they're the best team in the Pac 12 right now. Yeah. They, they are one play from undefeated with virtually, well, they have one NFL player on defense. It's really smoke and mirrors defensively. Alex Grinch, it's schematics. It's a weaker conference. It's not a good defense. They would get run over by Georgia, Tennessee. Michigan would be a really bad matchup. Uh, TCU would be problematic. But I do think they have a chance just on Caleb Williams to beat the Bruins. I do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good to see the Bruins students stepping up. 16,000 mm -hmm. strong are going to be out That's there at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, should be a good atmosphere. Yeah. I'd like to see you attend that one. Yeah.
Well, I'll try. Hey, Mosley, I really appreciate your effort today. You put in. I don't know why you showed up late. The audience doesn't know that they do now, but you were hurried. You apparently had a lot on the table today. A lot. There's a lot. I, I appreciate you being patient. That's what Andrew tells me sometimes. He says, God, you'd never believe how patient Colin is. So I knew. <laughs> He's never said that. There's not one time he has ever said that. I'm a pain in the ass. Me about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mosley. Good to see right, you, buddy. It was fun. I'll talk to you soon. volume make sure to check out the draymond green show i brought draymond green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports unique perspective understands behind the rope also chops up with guests like gary payton zach levine tracy mcgrady make sure download the draymond green show wherever you get your podcasts only on the volume podcast network Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.